Hello. I'm a little bit running behind this this morning. Um, let me see. Good morning. Good morning. How do I do this? Just one sec. Why is this so hard for me this morning? View request. Yes. Holy moly. We're here. <laughs> Holy. Okay. Wait a minute. minute. You don't have your. I do. I do. Okay. I'm going to. You know what? What? I, I don't need to send a request. I'm already live. It's asking me to send a request. Anyway, oh. here it goes. Happy birthday to you. Happy oh, birthday to, to you. Happy birthday, dear Raina. Happy birthday to you and many more. Happy birthday. Thank you. Yeah. And I still I'm still working on this. Look, me too. I'm like, your birthday drink. It is a grande really brown good. sugar, brown sugar oat almond blonde. Blonde? Grande? Blonde? Grande? Grande blonde. I don't know. My my screen is all weird. I'm like, why is it? Oh, it's like you don't look weird. Supposed to add a comment. Okay. Shall I do our music? Sure. Yes. And I'm wearing a crown. Yeah. I can't tell you how much I love that. I just I can't tell you. You can't. I just so, can't. If this is your first time joining us, we are, wait what? Wait Kathy what? Raina, a mother-daughter duo. Nicely said. Thank you. And basically, we are just sharing behind-the-scenes conversations on the scene, I guess, because we're live. <laughs> what? And we just never know where these conversations will take us. So, no, because we have no sense of direction, we have no sense of no. direction. Ain't that the truth? No. So I made us cupcakes. You did, and I I did bring mine. Uh, you made quite a few, and they look and smell incredible. They're a so heavy. I just, they're I, a they're, heavy, they're a dense. Yes, they're dense uh, uh, cake. They've got uh, looks delicious, pink icing, smells amazing. Um, we're not going to eat it on here because no. sound. No. And, and that oh, thank translate. you. Soul, soul, pace, uh, soul space. Sorry, said happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Thank you. That is Tiffany. Hello. Hey, Tiffany. Uh, and hi, Leah, if you're still there. They haven't run away. Um, oh, what? What's the matter? I got icing on myself. So, um, why were you late this morning? <laughs> it, <laughs> None of my business? <laughs> no, it, it, it's just one of those things, you know, I try my best to, um, I, I'm not going to lie, I did put on a little Alanis set in the shower this morning. <laughs> I got a little distracted. I got a little distracted. I was, you know, singing in the shower, and I couldn't 
help myself. I really got into it. Yeah. Uh, and then I got out of the shower and yeah, I was distracted. I really had to dry shampoo the heck out of my hair. Because Looking good this morning. Sometimes you just really don't want to wash it. And a lot of times I don't want to wash it. That's like a big struggle for me. And why I think I want to cut my hair off all the time is because I, and I'm, uh, listen, listen, let's not get carried away. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. I'm just thinking about it. I won't do Thinking it. Thinking about it. Um, yeah. Okay. And then, so things just got kind of carried away while I was getting myself ready to be here. And then it was like, I was like, oh, I've got 10 minutes. I can do my, my makeup and my hair in 10 minutes. And then I was like, oh, no. <laughs> well, the older we get, the harder it is to whip this stuff up. What? What? <laughs> well, um, I was, but I made it. I know. Like this morning was very busy for me. Uh, Wednesdays are... is a crazy morning. Number one, it was your birthday, so I had to send you Snapchat videos of your birthday, yes, which were epic, and I loved them. And Brody, I wrote you a song. I can't remember the, the words, but I did write you a song. Yes. You did. It was beautiful, heartfelt. It was touching. Well, I had to clarify touching. that I that I, I don't just love you on your birthday. Because you that's did what clarify it like. that. You did, yeah, yeah. And then the 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 taco chip it stuck in guacamole was my favorite. Right. Anyways, I thought that you would appreciate it. Yeah. Snapchat and has I, great. I, my my sisters like. They're so sweet. Sarah sent me a really funny Snapchat video singing happy birthday like she does. She's a real talent. She is. And Jill made me cookies, and I guess they're being delivered tomorrow. Yes, I'll I'm be picking them up. much desserts. Sorry about that. You know, I, I feel like, yeah, I, and I was going to get you gluten-free, you know, the dairy-free, the whole thing. I did get you a, a, a dairy-free drink, but these cupcakes. I appreciate it. They got all I'm the not. bad things in them. But well, why not I'll have a talk with my body, and we'll we'll make sure we're on board. Well, I feel like why not just have a stomach ache on your birthday, right? I mean, it's the gift that keeps on giving, right? Yeah, we can talk about that another mm -hmm. time. So, uh, yeah, this morning I, I was doing the Snapchat videos with you. I was also, um, I usually do, I do Wisdom Wednesdays for Anchored. And I, I've been really, I've been doing them Tuesday nights. And it's still the same thing. It's just like kind of where I'm being led. Um, but I just didn't have time. We had a flourish. If you're going to go, go all the way, baby. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, anyway, I had this thing last night and I just didn't have time to do it. So this morning I'm like, oh my gosh, I have to do that. I had to do some videos for them. And I just felt like I was running around. But then I also, the most important thing about my morning was I had to get to you to bring you your presents. And I, I went to Starbucks and the girl, okay, the barista, the barista was so sweet I know you're real not perfect. It was so sweet. She's like, Oh, are you are you making a delivery this morning? And I said, Yes, I am. It's for my daughter's birthday. And she's like, Oh my goodness. So she wrote a little I a know. Little... She wrote this. She wrote Happy Birthday Beautiful. And I know on... and she wrote wrote on mine, You are amazing. And I was just like, I I kind of got choked up when I drove away because I was like, you know what? People are actually really nice if you give them a chance so i went there i got you some face masks um you did under, under you eye say? 
Yeah. What did you say when you gave them to me? You need these things as you get older. I'm not gonna lie. I don't. And you know what? Love. They just they just feel good. They feel good. You just put they do. I'm very excited about those masks. I love yeah. those sheet masks. Yeah. One because this might sound like a weird thing to say, but I always feel kind of like a serial killer when I put it on my face. <laughs> oh yeah, that you love that. Well, I think it's funny. <laughs> I, others might not agree with me, but I feel like it's funny. And then, like, my kids get scared, and I think that's <laughs> funny. But also, they just make your skin feel so good for, like, five minutes. It's amazing. Yeah. I like the under-eye ones because um, I don't want to have too much. I haven't tried those ones yet. Yeah, yeah those ones, because you just put them on, and it's just like, I don't know, they're, it just feels great. It's cooling under your eyes. Um, yeah. This is not an ad. <laughs> yeah, for the Shoppers Drug, Drug Mart Life Brand. Uh, they are. Uh, well, I have nothing against Life Brand, but they aren't. That. I don't even I know don't if that's, sorry, I don't even no. know if that's what you got me. No, but, that's but I, got, what I, I, got you, I got you a unicorn one Thank and you. I got you a tiger. I got you a tiger. And you a did. It was a cute little tiger and a panda. And a unicorn. And a unicorn. I don't think there was a panda. Maybe I have one that's a panda. I just really like pandas. Okay. All right. Anyway, so I did that. Drop the stuff off for you so that today we could have our celebratory happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. So what are we going to talk about today? Well, it is uh, International Women's History Month. Um, which I like, I feel like women make history every flipping day. I feel like I make history getting out of bed. You know? <laughs> Ew. It's true. It's true. Sometimes that is a massive accomplishment in and of itself. Am I yeah. right, ladies? <laughs> right. Yeah. Okay. So, um, so we're going to talk about some women that um, have inspired us, some women in history. And it got us talking about what we're going to, we're going to do um, uh, a little um, live talking about women, like, in music, Canadian uh, women. And that's, I mean, probably prompted you to listen to Alanis Morissette. We're not going to go did. there right now because we'll get in an argument about who we're allowed to talk about. <laughs> we will not. Anywho. No, no, we're not going there because that we'll save that for that. You said you wanted to talk about something today. Did you forget what you wanted to talk about? Well, no, I, I, I'm going to get there. First, I want to talk oh. about you. I want to talk about you, and which I know you're like, no, no, you don't even do that. Today's your birthday. And, you know, for me as a mother and um, a, a woman who gave birth to you, this is a very well, important day for me. Very important day to me. And, and, and you know, um, for uh, – I just want to – say that I know that this can be a sensitive subject for people and I just I recognize that and um, if this is something that you don't even want to hear you can stop listening I'm going to be talking about um, the birth of my daughter um, and it was a beautiful experience it was it was a challenging experience um, your father was in the military was in the military and um, I found I was out I was pregnant with you when he was uh, heading out to go on a tour of duty for six months. Hey, oh. <laughs> and I was, uh, I was 
over three months pregnant, or probably just, I, I might not even have been three months pregnant. So the timeline was very dicey of whether or not he was going to make it for um, your birth. And so I, um, my mother, God bless her, she's one of the women that have inspired me, but she said, you're not staying alone. You have a, a toddler. Um, what are you going to do? You can't, how are you going to have this baby? Like you, you can't take Sarah with you. I mean, it's not like I didn't have friends who could help me. But it was like, no, I was coming home. It's really amazing. Yeah. You don't, you can't do that by yourself. No. And so um, I went home, shut up the house and took, uh, went home. Um, And Sarah and I spent six glorious months in Moose Jaw, Saskatchewan, which is where you were born. Moose Jaw. Yeah. And okay. So the, the funniest story is the day of your birth. Um, so, so I was, um, very excited because that day it was, it was March 10th and you were due, I think the 12th. Now your father was, was not making it back. Like he wasn't due to come back till the beginning of April. And I mean, I remember just going, please, can I just hold you in for like, like, but I couldn't. You were, you uh, like, again, weird. You were early that time. You were like, it was like, and you have your own mind and it's, it's like, this is what's going to happen. So anyway, I was very excited because we were going to a shower for someone else. I don't know if it was a wedding shower or whatever. And there was a smorgasbord of delicacies that I was about to enjoy. Saskatchewan delicacies? Saskatchewan delicacies. (laughs) Delicacies. No, but they were like cakes and just like, and these women knew how to bake. And I was, so I'm walking into the kitchen and my water broke and i'm like are you kidding me come on i'm not ready for this i have a party to go to but i had had no contractions i had no like there was nothing else happening and i looked at sarah and i said and she didn't talk much at that point i said sarah i think you're gonna have like a we're gonna have a baby like i don't know what it's gonna be but you're gonna we're gonna have one today what do you think about that and she was just like whatever (laughs) carried on and so I kind of wandered around and my mom was at work and my dad was at work so I'm like wandering around and in the house I have no wheels like I don't I don't have a car no I I did have a car I would have had to drive there or maybe they drove me I don't remember anyway so I'm wandering around the house and then I started to have contractions it's like okay so this is a real thing so I called my my mom at work Or no, maybe my dad called. That might have been it. My dad called first. And I said, Dad, you know what? I think I'm in labor. And he's like, oh, oh, yeah. Did you, did you, um, Heather is saying happy birthday. Did, um, did you, did you talk to your mom? And I'm like, well, no, I haven't talked to her yet. He goes, well, I think maybe you should call your mom. As dads would say. Like, not like, do you want me to come home? Should I? I don't want to deal with this. Please call your mother. (laughs) Bye, dad. So I called my mom at work. This was probably two or three in the afternoon. And she says to me, she goes, okay, do you think you can hold it until five, after five? Because I work till five. <laughs> I'm like, okay, sh- sure. I'll do my best. Yeah. So then the next thing is my the people that are babysitting for me, I, I called and, oh, actually, I think I called it at, at 
because we were having a girl babysit for us. And I said, hey, I just want to let you know I'm in labor. No big deal. Um, but I think she can, can. No big deal. Can your daughter come over a little bit earlier? And they're like, oh, my goodness. She's not even here uh, yet. Uh, I'll come right over. So the man, her dad comes over and he's like, like a chicken with his head cut off. And I'm like, listen, man, my mom's not even here. I'm not going anywhere. We'll let you know when my mom gets here. Yeah, I'd rather you not be here. Thanks. He was the sweet. He was the only one that was like thinking of it. There was a sense of urgency, not my mom. And I mean, so and, and she was right because you you didn't um, arrive right didn't away. So we 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 left for the hospital. I think around six o'clock, and uh, you were born just before nine o'clock. And another thing that you did, I have a real. I had a favorite TV show that I thought I could watch. And right. no, I couldn't watch that either. It was like I had to pay attention to what I was doing. And the other thing that my, my dear sweet mother did on the day of your birth, she was a part of it. it was, that was something that was extremely special. I, I, I invited her to be with me and she was so excited. It was very, very special. And during my um, labor, and here's the thing, is like I was not going to whine. I didn't want my mom to tell me to be quiet and just stop. She wouldn't have done that, I don't think. But, I, you know, I just was like, I'm, I got this. This is fine. I'm fine. Anyway, she was reading me Anne of Green Gables because that's my favorite, one of my favorite books. And it was one of hers, but I couldn't pay attention. I didn't, yeah. didn't have the heart to tell her, like, actually, Mom, I'm not listening to you. But the sweet she, read, well, she was so sweet. And she, so you were born. It was an amazing moment in time. And um, she was so thrilled. She left the hospital with the, her hospital booties on. And it was a story that she shared for ever like until she passed away it was probably one of her most special moments and her birthday was actually is was just a, a week later she just felt like it was you guys were connected and Absolutely. you look very much like her I have heard that yes yes you do so anyway that is the story of your birth and you know we you slept in a you're drawer. welcome everyone you, you yes. slept in a drawer because we didn't have a crib. It wasn't like I didn't close the drawer and put you in there. The let's, drawer was. Let's specify that. Yeah. The drawer was taken out. It was on top of this. It was a beautiful old dresser, antique dresser. It was lined. It was cushioned. It was just, it was beautiful. It was a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful drawer to be placed in. And your sister wasn't quite two and it was we lived in a slab and it was a that was the challenging part i remember yeah. you crying and i was crying and sarah was crying in the middle of the night because i didn't want to wake my parents up oh but anyway oh we survived we survived oh heather says that's what we did the drawer <laughs> yeah yeah i bet you you know that's that's kind of a, a nice little hack there that you came up with. It was beautiful. It. Actually, my mom came up with it because it was like, why are we going to buy something, you know? And it was it was really beautiful. I, I don't think we have any pictures. I wish we did. But anyway, you came along and you have been um, this fiery little uh, envelope pushing, um, not taken because I said so human being since I met you. Um, and I adore you, and I'm so glad that you're here. So that's the story of your birth. Thanks, Mom. Yeah. How it came to be. Mm -hmm. Well, we I used a suitcase you know, once. There you go. Right? 
case, gotta, why not? I don't I mean, you gotta use what listen, you gotta use. We, and when I had kids, we went all out and bought these super, like, it was a very fancy crib. Did any of my kids actually sleep in it? No. You know what? The answer is no. Of all the cribs I have gifted people, there's only two babies. Well, Sarah says Levi slept in it a little bit, but I'm like, Jack didn't. Nora didn't. Brody slept in it a little bit, but. Uh, Charlie, Leah's little girl, slept in her beautiful crib. Oh, that was a beautiful crib. And um, Gus, Gus sleeps in hers. Well. So it was like um, three out of seven. Mm. <laughs> anyway, so let's talk about like, who are some women that inspire you, Raina? Well, I feel like you have a more prepared list than I do. So that why don't it. you go first? Oh, okay. Well, oh, just I could say, oh, how about we talk? Okay. Uh, okay. Sorry about that. I wasn't planning on talking the whole time. Um, on Monday, on Monday, <laughs> I went. It's my birthday. <laughs> is that so good? Best thing in her room still. Oh, my gosh. That was and like the princess the bed. So beautiful. Oh, I love, I, like, I literally, if I could have been a little girl, that's what I wanted. I, oh, gosh. And you decorate so beautifully. But that she does. Yeah, she does. You are so talented. Talented artist as well. I got a beautiful um, Wendell uh, picture. I saw that. And donations go to um, help pets. That's so great. It's amazing. Giving back all the time. So yeah, that, there's a woman that inspires me, Leah. I, actually, I'm I'm kind of glad you're you're there. Leah is a woman that is oh my goodness, she is fierce. She is an overcomer. She is like so strong, so determined. Um, man, um, I learned a lot from her. Uh, we shared a lot. Uh, always hold a very very special place in my heart. And she is the mother to a a beautifully funny, vibrant, um, kind little girl named Charlie. And she's a reflection of her mama. Yeah. So I love you, Leah. Um, women that inspire me. I, on Monday was International Women's Day. Uh, and I got to go to the, um, the gala, the yes, virtual gala. I wanted to hear about that. That's oh my great. gosh, it was, it was, it was amazing. Carrie Dahl, um, who is actually right here in Edmonton. And if you don't know her, I don't know where you've been. Um, <laughs> and she was a newscaster and then uh, she retired from that. I don't know if you can say retired from that. Um, but she, uh, she went into, um, she's an entrepreneur and she has uh, a business um, and she does public speaking. She's a professional MC and she is incredible. Yeah, but she's also coaches in public speaking and she has um a facebook group oh why can't i remember it it's it's the inner circle and you have to like kind of apply to get in there but she is really about vulnerability and she's about uh empowering women to tell their stories and she's probably one of the best interviewers like i i think she's like right up there with oprah like she will make you cry <laughs> Yeah. She will get stuff out of you, but she's so, she genuinely listens to what you have to say. And like, she's, she's an advocate for women, but she's also an advocate for uh, children with the stollery. Like she's, she's on, like, I think she's like 
the board chair uh, for the Stollery. Um, and she's also about mental health. Uh, she's a mom. She's a wife. She's an entrepreneur. She's a friend. She just, she's a lot. And she's just extremely inspiring. So she was doing interviews. And Sarah, who I think a lot of people know, the bird's papaya, was the yeah. keynote speaker. And she did an interview with her. And, you know, I think a lot of people will look at it. And I've had people say to me, why do I even follow her? Like, why is she posting that? And it's like, she may not be everybody's cup of tea. Um, but she is, she's a woman who really, um, like, she's an influencer. Uh, but she's also, she's about self-love um, and, and worth. And she has a very uh, amazing story and she's very honest about it. She puts herself out there. She is an yes. influencer. She gets paid to do endorsements, but they're only things that she feels that she can support. Um, and she talked about this, this thing that keeps coming up in my life about how women in their strength and, and her as an example, as an influencer, take that, what they are, make it smaller, make it less than yeah. influencer status has become kind of like a joke word. And she said that we you know if somebody says, Oh, you're an influencer. She would like kind of push it down and use a bunch of different other words or yeah, but I'm this or, Oh yeah, no, no, it's no big deal. And why can't we step into our own worth? I think and yeah, I think that's, I was just going to say, I think that's so important to talk about because um, like even when you were introducing her and talking about how she's an influencer and you kind of feel like you have to sort of give precursors or like explain around that because it seems like it's not legitimate or it's kind of frowned upon or, oh, you're selling out because you're being sponsored. And it's like, no. Like we shouldn't be, we shouldn't be treating other women that way or judging that because it's a legitimate business. It is yep. a legitimate way to earn a living. And if you're good at it and you can earn an income on, on that, like that's something that you should celebrate and be celebrated for and not feel ashamed totally. about. Totally. And you know, like if, yeah, because you think about like you think about men in in sports and their sponsorships and and even women in sports too. like you think about the sponsorships that they receive and the commercials that they like when you it just used to be about TV, cable yeah. TV, and you would watch all these endorsements and commercials and all these things going on for athletes. And that was never question they were influencers like yep. if you really think about it so it's the same thing totally right? and and well that whole thing brought up uh okay i am a huge fan a new fan of abby wambach uh she yeah. wrote a book called um uh, the wolf pack and i actually don't have it i i i gifted it to someone because i just felt like it's such a good book and if you're a woman you're in leadership i don't care you are in leadership of some form or other. Um, and, and she, so she writes about this, this pro athlete, this other soccer player, because Abby Wambach was a professional soccer player. She retired from it, but she was one of the top, actually she was, she has scored the most goals out of any man or woman in soccer in professional sports like that. She's yeah. notorious. Uh, anyway, she said that when, 
they were they were practicing. It was a young team, and and this very elite athlete came, a soccer player came and played with them. And she was she was coaching them, and they had games and a game, and she was coaching them as they were playing. And then the um, the ref called out like we got five minutes left, and she realized at that point this this other woman, and I think her name was Michelle, um, realized that they, her team was losing. Yeah. So. And it was the kind of game is if you scored, you got the ball automatically. The ball went to your um, net keeper, so your, your goalkeeper. So she um, she got the um, – they scored, and she the, the goalkeeper gets the ball, and she looks at – oh, my goodness, I'm getting – the goalkeeper gets um, the ball, and she looks at the goalkeeper and says, give me the effing ball. And – the goalkeeper goes, okay, I'm going to give you the ball. She gives her the ball, and this girl just goes through everybody else and scores. Gets the ball again, says to the goalkeeper, give me the effing ball, goes. And she does this until she wins the game. And what Abby said was she never realized until that moment how she had played her game at 75% because she didn't want to make other people uncomfortable with her power. Right. And how she just wanted like it's all about teamwork and this this woman who took the ball had been leading and coaching and then there's there's pivotal moments in our life and in our leadership where we have to take the effing ball yeah yeah i love her she is amazing and book sorry the book is short um and it's super poignant it's like there's seven points and the other part about it is she's not saying we should be lone wolves She's saying yeah. we need to be in a wolf pack, like women together and united. So she's really impacted my life at almost 60 years old. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think that she's so inspiring. And I'm, I definitely have it on my list to read, um, to read that book because it sounds really interesting. And her partner, Glennon Doyle, is another yeah. woman that, that we both really, really love. And I've read. Yeah, you know, Glennon, we're cheetahs. Or cheetahs yes. and in and more wolves with Abby. I actually, yeah, cheetahs and wolves, man. Um, I actually, I remember when I started reading that book, I was listening to it on Audible because I, I do a lot of my books, audiobooks because attention span and multitasking and all the things. Um, but I was listening to her book and when she read the part about the cheetah, I had such a, an emotional reaction to that. I cried. I was like, oh my God, like the way she like compared and kind of encompassed all the things I think most women feel mm -hmm. was just so powerful. The imagery of that was so powerful and so bang on yeah. that like that first little snippet of the book, I was like, man, if the first like part of the book hits me this hard, like I don't know how I'm going to make it through this. And it actually did take me quite a long time to get through the book because I had to stop and yeah. like digest what I was taking in. And it was it just, she has such a beautiful way of explaining things mm -hmm. and sharing her story in a way that just really allows you to understand and get a, a deeper understanding of humanity and our struggles and um, how beautiful it is and how painful it is to be human and what that experience is like. And I think 
Um, just her, I think of her as one of those women who gives us permission slips, like how I think it's Brene Brown who talks about permission slips a lot, but like gives us permission to feel our feelings and be uh -huh. real and who we are without having to apologize for that, without 100%. watering ourselves down or, you know, tucking in our too muchness and just like not totally not and, being ourselves right and, and abby's book is 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 leadership it's not it's not yeah uh, it's very very short and it is such an easy read like i have the book and i well i gave the book away but i'm getting it again because it's that good i yeah. really want to keep it but it's 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 a real easy listen i have the audiobook and i went for um a 5k walk and just I heard the whole thing and it's she's got seven really important points and uh, yeah I, I loved it but I want to get back to Sarah from the bird's papaya because she yeah. talked about confidence and I loved this statement I never thought of it this way because I think of it like I think of stepping into something um that I don't know yet that I don't feel qualified for fear has never stopped me but I never thought of it in this context and she said confidence is is not a feeling uh confidence is moving forward um it, even if you're afraid but you do it regardless and like she said you can be standing in the corner shaking your boots and still go out and do it that's confidence mm -hmm. right. not a feeling it's doing and she talked about a woman who was an, an influencer and they were they were at this um, conference when you used to be able to speak in front of uh, thousands of people. And she was backstage watching this woman pace back and forth, back and forth, just so nervous. And she's like, wow, this, like, she, she had looked out and saw people around the block, like, that lined up forever to come and see this woman speak. And she even took a video and she's like, look, like, what's wrong? Like, I don't understand. And this woman is just like pacing and pacing and then the curtains open and she walks out and she's just like, boom, Ready like she go, was right. right where she was. But she said the point was she cared enough about the people and also about herself to be nervous. It was a, it wasn't just about them. It was about her too. She brought yeah. game. So I was like, my goodness it's true how many times have you stepped into something that you know you are not qualified for that you have just been thrown into but you you really feel called to do it mm -hmm. and you are shaking and then it's like it's where I'm supposed to be even right. if you screw up and fall up fall on your face yeah you know? so I thought yeah. that was a very very profound statement it's like confidence is not a feeling it's doing it yeah. and so many of us do that we have confidence we just don't call it that yeah well and I uh alongside the birds papaya one like another person that I follow on Instagram who's actually like an actress uh model writer activist you know like all of these other things but I didn't know she existed until you know a few years ago finding her on Instagram her name is Jamila Jamil I might be butchering her name but she her Instagram is I weigh mm -hmm. and she's this British activist who, yes I follow her who, she's amazing oh she's incredible she talks she's about ballsy. yeah she she really brings to light 
all of the things that people are really afraid to say out loud to yeah. talk about. Um, and she's, I can't remember what show she's on that the good place. Yes. The on good the good place. place. Yeah. And she, she's, um, she's done so many things, but she's so vocal and so vulnerable in her, like in sharing her own journey, which she gets yeah. a lot of backlash for. Oh yeah. Um, she's hated. You know, and just all about promoting um, acceptance of yourself, no matter what you weigh, no matter what you look like, and just a lot of information and activism surrounding dismantling the patriarchy and feminism and, and, and all of these things. Um, she's a real supporter of women and people in yes. general. Yeah. And she's just really fearless. And I find yeah. her so inspiring and I love following her because I always learn something and I always feel empowered when yeah. I when I read her her posts or see what she's putting out in the world because it's really really important it's a lot about mental health she's shared very openly and even recently with what happened with Pierce Broad Brosnett I just butchered his name. You know who I'm talking about the British journalism yeah. journalist oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. who's fired because he's a total I won't say it. Yeah, I know. You I, know, I have it in my you know yeah. about if you've heard about it, you know. Um, and she shared openly about how she, you know, was having suicidal thoughts and um, really struggling because of him running her name through the mud in the media and all of the things, you know, and just being, you know, vulnerable enough to speak on that and share openly What's is, your Instagram, is, please? Um, uh, can I ask Instagram that? is iWay, I believe. Um, let me just see here. And we can put it in the notes. Yeah, um, we will, definitely. And we'll, you know, we could tag a post of, of hers. We could put a post. Yeah, it's, it's at I underscore way, W-E-I-T-H. Yeah. Um, and she is all about just radical inclusivity. Um, yeah, really, she's really about making sure people don't feel alone in their struggles being true to yourself and just taking away the stigma from all sorts of injustices about people's identity and people's worth and it's really important work that she's doing yeah. and i i really support that and and think that she's incredible so yeah and if I, you I haven't say... followed her you should oh. And I would say, you know, these are like, I think it's really important to broaden our uh, outlook. Like, you know, you might be uncomfortable with Sarah, or you might be uncomfortable with Ai Wei, uh initially, and it might not be something that you want to see all the time, but there is poignant, and, and you might be uncomfortable with our conversations. Um, but you know, I, what I always ask of people is, is to listen, to learn, uh, and try not to formulate an answer. Just listen to learn and then like kind of absorb it. You don't have to agree. It's just, and I think that that's a lot of what um, I weigh is, is talking about. And so is Sarah. And there's so many out there. And I know for uh, some people, Sarah, there's so many pictures of her with not very many, not very much clothes on. Um, and she's, what she she talks about how that actually happened. And it was with Nick's wear. She just tagged them with, she was wearing one of their bras and they were like, you, we want you in our photo shoot. And they did something she was extremely uncomfortable about. It wasn't what she wanted to do. And then it kind of blew up from there. 
But um, yeah, she, she exposed a part of her that so many women carry shame about and she just started talking about it. And I think that that's the same thing. Like we need to talk about things that make us uncomfortable. Um, and also just living for years and years and years, carrying all this shame about our bodies uh, when they are forever changing, they are never the same. Like you are never the same. Your body does not stay the same. Well, and I think too, uh, just taking, taking the, um, the misinformation that's fed to us through the media about that our bodies shouldn't change, that they should stay the same, or we, yeah. we have to, you know, try to run ourselves into the ground to stay the same, to like our pre-baby bodies or our fit into the genes we had in high school or all these like unrealistic, crazy expectations we place on ourselves. And this real, real, it's not made up it's this real feeling of shame surrounding if you're not able to achieve that yeah. and so i think these women why they've become so um influential and why so many people love them is because they're showing and allowing us to to have more um presence in realness the visibility is so important so visibility in the media of different body types different shapes sizes yeah, no stages, shame in any of it um showing all of that is so important because we don't see it and for a lot like for our society if you don't see it it's not there and, and i can even there's another woman a uh, young woman that um is very inspiring to me and she's kind of she's she's a fitness person she's a trainer she's an athlete okay. she's um a holistic nutritionist and she is extremely fit and on the other end of the spectrum you know people get shamed for having oh, an for athletic beautiful yeah. body and um, she's, she's amazing. She is strong. Her name's Carabelle. She runs a gym with her friend Joanna um, called Raise the Bar. And she is so strong, but she's also an advocate for just normalizing where you are and just being the best version of yourself. And if, so if you're into fitness, we shouldn't be shaming you because you're into fitness. And if you're not no. into fitness... We shouldn't be shaming you because you're not into fitness. It's just, again, yeah. just like listening and, 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 and accepting each other in our uniqueness and where we are in our journey. Nobody knows your story. Nobody knows your why. Nobody knows your challenges and cannot judge. Yeah. Even though they do, they cannot judge yeah. you accurately because the only person who knows like, is you. Yeah, it all stems from fear of again, not belonging, of feeling like, oh wait, this isn't like what it's supposed to be like or what I'm told I'm supposed to be like. So I have to do everything in my power to make myself like that. And if I see people that aren't like that, then that's not something I wanna be a part of. Like I only wanna be with the cool kids, right? And, yeah. and, and that starts it, in high school. perpetuates that, right? And, and like we've talked about so much, like I really feel like shame is such a, it's such a huge part of so many of the issues surrounding our culture and our society. It all stems from shame. And when I think why these accounts and these people are so powerful and, and reach so many of us is because when you call out your shame 
and other people are like, I have that same shame. That's my shame too. Like, oh my God, I didn't know that somebody else had those same feelings that I had. And then you have that feeling of not being alone. And that feeling is so powerful in absolutely stomping out shame and making you feel like, oh my God, maybe there isn't anything wrong with me. Maybe all these pressures and expectations I'm putting on myself aren't necessary. Maybe I can like put that down and walk forward feeling a little lighter, feeling a little bit more free and feeling a little bit more able to completely embody who I am and, and what I'm supposed to do in this world. Because I think it's so important for people to have peace and freedom is to know that there's so much more than their bodies. Yeah. Like you have so much more to offer this world. Like if we didn't worry about what we looked like, could you imagine the things we could accomplish? Yeah, How much the space? The wasted we time. The wasted time. Yeah. And, it, and it's really interesting because I was looking at pictures. I posted some pictures of you um, as a little girl and there were pictures of me in it. And I look at those pictures yeah, and I, I remember, them. I remember that the, the girl, like I literally was, I was 23 years old. Yeah, you were so um, young. And just the unhappiness that I had about myself. Um, And I just, I look at that girl and think, oh man, what a waste of flipping time. You know, it's just, it's, it's, and I'm really, it's kind of funny. We always get deep and that's actually, wait, what? That's really what this is all about. You never know where you're going to go. But I love this conversation and I want to kind of end well it'll be a little bit quicker uh no it won't be we're gonna go for a couple of seconds here i am doing something that i i literally am shaking in my boots uh i am getting a photo shoot done and it's by emmy lee oh and i don't know how to say her last name i can tag her okay uh she is a photographer here in edmonton and she is amazing i've been following her for a while and i just i am inspired by her because she's inspired by women all shapes sizes ages stages and she put out this kind of call and saying she called the crone sessions and i think i talked about it um anyway the crone sessions and i i'm like i'm in because (laughs) crones are looked at like in history like crones now like people think of an old crone as a grumpy old mean woman but crones were actually revered and were knowledgeable goddesses and i was like you know what i'm and really jan arden says it best it's like i'm gonna own my shit i'm gonna i'm I'm gonna be me i'm i'm not there's no apologies for who i am i'm an old crone and i'm really proud of it so i'm doing this photo shoot in april and I've never been more excited about becoming the, I haven't been 60 before. I've never been more excited. I'm so excited about being 60 and I want to celebrate that because, and I get my heart is I want women to celebrate right now. Yeah. Don't go through and drag all that shame, all that crap that has bogged you down celebrate who you are. Am I perfect? I'm real, not perfect. I am flawed and still worthy. These are all catchphrases from Anchored. But you know what? (laughs) 
It's true. And I'm, I'm so true. excited. I, I will share my experience, but I, I'm bravely going forward, shaking confidently for this photo shoot because it is not, you know, this as Do a it. photographer, you know, this as, you know this as a photographer that it's not what I, I love to do. I, I don't love no. getting my picture taken. It's hard. <laughs> oh. <What? laughs> oh, you have Wait, a delivery. <laughs> I don't know what's happening. It's Ooh. your birthday. <laughs> okay, well, you know what? I think that's, that's, <laughs> I think that's our, our way to say goodbye. Thanks Is for it? tuning in. Thank you. Sorry for our distractedness, but not sorry. It's just how it goes. Yeah. Because I'm real. J-Lo. Tune in. Another, share. Another one. Like. Do all the things. Happy birthday, Raina. Thank you. And thank you for making it so special. I do have to say that I am a very lucky individual to have such a caring, loving mom who always, always tries to make our birthdays so special and make us feel so loved and she does that every time sorry Thank my you. hair matches my earrings i'm distracted Ooh, okay I feel like that's a good color. go answer the okay. door oh yeah okay i gotta go all right we'll see Bye. ya